You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. God. Okay. Oh Lord, you are wonderful. Let's read a passage of the Bible, which you all know very well. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Why we stand? Let's read together. Proverbs 4, 7. Now the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. I think it is a living Bible that says, with all that getting, get common sense. <laughs> There's a Bible tradition that says that. It's interesting. Wisdom is the principal thing. Mm. Okay. Let's read Luke, uh, Mark chapter 6. We'll soon sit down. Mark 6, verse 2. Mark 6. And when the Sabbath day was come, it began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence are this man these things? You will be a surprise to this generation. And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? The first thing I want to say this morning, Mighty works, they are a product of great wisdom. The wiser you are, the greater the works around you will be, or the works coming from you. So they looked at Jesus and they said that, they were surprised, what kind of wisdom is this? And then they said that, look at the mighty works coming from his life, because of the depth of his wisdom. Now, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. But what I want to do, first and second service, is to establish the Father. There are levels of wisdom. There are levels of wisdom. And we are going to go deep into some things. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if we start from verse 4, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, now the Bible says, I want us to read, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Next verse. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of verse 6. How be it? We speak wisdom. There is a speaking wisdom. We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. That word perfect there means the mature ones, not that a man is perfect. Um, it talks about maturity. Yet not the wisdom of this world. Say number one. So there is the wisdom of this world. That's a basic level. Now the next verse says, not of the princes of this world. That's another level. Then he said, sorry, we've not left that verse now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So there is the wisdom of this world. There is the wisdom of the princes of this world. Then there is the wisdom of God. Did you get that? 
Hallelujah. So the wisdom of this world is the basic. And people don't even, many people don't even operate that. But then there are realms higher. In the palace of Pharaoh, when he had a dream, and he knew that, so books couldn't take care of the dream. So he sent for guys, Genesis 41, they called them wise men. Most of the stargazers, those who read horoscopes, and those who read palm, all the palm readers, they still call many of them wise men. Why? They understand and have more light than what you can read in a book. That is a wisdom at a higher level than the wisdom of ordinary man. There are characters that we look at in the Bible. Because in these end times, the Bible says, that the, through the manifold wisdom of God, we might make known to principalities and power. One of the things that will make the force of darkness to give up in these last days or to be frustrated will be the wisdom that will come from the people in the church. But we are not talking about ordinary wisdom. Now, the more you read, the wiser you become. But that wisdom is extremely limited. You can read all about health and be able to talk about health and not be healthy. Otherwise, doctors should not be sick at all. There are things you can read and know so much. Many of the married counselors and many of the shrink and whatever they call them in America, who uh, counsel people, many of the psychologists are on their fourth marriage and they counsel on marriage. They've read. They can say a lot to you. They understand human thinking and everything. But it's not even finding application in their own life. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Wisdom. So, <laughs> God bless you. You can have your seats. Just believe that I'm not just teaching this morning. Something is happening to you. This will also take us some days to look at. So, <laughs> wisdom of this world. When Solomon was talking in Proverbs, he mentioned all wisdom. Generally, the wiser you are, the better your life becomes if you apply the wisdom. The Bible talks about durable riches. In Proverbs chapter 8, the Bible talks about what is called durable riches. They are found in wisdom. Even talks about long life attached to wisdom. Wealth attached to wisdom. Wisdom, Proverbs 8. Wisdom was talking in Proverbs 8. There are two scriptures that are very strange, or two passages of the Bible. Now, Romans, uh, Proverbs 8 starts with, let's start from verse 1. The Bible says, uh, Does not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standing, now it's giving a personality to wisdom. She standing in top of high places by the way and by, by palaces, by places. She cried at the gate, at the entry of the city, and at the coming in at the doors. And unto you, O men, I call. My voice is unto the sons of man. Go to verse 15. Now he's calling on men, and he's saying that you simple come, verse 15. By me, kings reign. That means if you know me, you will reign. By me, princes decree justice. Verse 16. By me, 
princes rule, and the nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Now, the judges of the earth are not those who have the profession of being a judge in the court. They are men who have understood life and who rule over life. Those who determine what others will go. Those who make a choice and others will follow the choice. Those who say, when there is pandemic, this is what we do and everybody must do it. Judges of the earth. Are you with me? Some of the people that are about to tell the world what next to do in pandemic are not even presidents of nations. But the world must listen to them. That's why he's saying that by me, prisons rule. They reign. I love them that love me. And they that seek me early shall find me. Next verse. Riches and honor. If you know this guy, or if you know much about him, you will look for him, not for riches. He said, riches and honor are with me. Durable riches. The one that does not fly away with time. They are with me. And this is wisdom talking. Now, the second passage of the Bible that is strange. Now, this is, this whole entire chapter 8 of Proverbs sounds like wisdom is talking as a woman. That this is what I offer. This is who I am. This is how I will make your life become when you meet me. Now, Proverbs 28, sorry, Job 28. Job 28 is totally different from 27. In 27, Job was talking, talking, and then at the end, go to 27, the last verse. Proverbs 20, uh, uh, Job 27, the last verse. The last verse of 27, please. Just a chapter before this one. Unto man, no, chapter 27, the last verse, 27, then we go to 28. Thank you. Men shall clap at their hands at him and ease at him out of what he was. And the conversation stopped. In 28, he started by saying that. Let's read 28 verse 1. Surely, there is a vein for silver and a place for gold where they find it. We might take a long read. Go on, go on, go on. You have to be fast, please. Iron is taken out of the earth and brass is molten out of the stone. Next verse. Is set an end to darkness. I don't know why he's cheaping that thing that iron is made out of the heart. One of the things I will build on later is to say that the interesting thing about life is not what you possess, it's the knowledge of what you possess. What you possess might not profit you. Knowledge of what you possess is better. Africa had oil. We didn't know we had oil. White who did not have oil came here and they took our oil. Africa had cocoa. We did not know the value. They came here and they showed us chocolate from cocoa and they sold it back to us. We possess the oil. They are making money from our oil. We possess the cocoa. They were selling us things from our cocoa. So it is not that you possess something. It is the knowledge of what you possess. Maybe we get to along the line that you know May the Lord give you knowledge to know the value of your family, value of people, you value of the education, value of who you are, and value of your health, value of the capacity that is inside you which you are not aware of. Look at what I've just said. Say a loud amen. amen. Do you know that many people don't know up to 5% of their capacity? Yes. This is why there are very few leaders and many followers. The way God created a man, a man cannot function without a vision. If he does not have one, he will, allow, he will follow someone who has one. It's the law of life. 
That is why we are all dressed this way. Somebody told us that this is how to dress. That when you wear native, you don't put on tie. Says who? But we are bound by it. All of us follow it. You, you, when you want to eat rice, you have to boil it. It didn't come with you from heaven. Everything we do, everything we do, it is true. <laughs> is somebody with me? Are you, are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> so you begin to think of how much you have been influenced and you have been influenced. It's a serious matter. Everything, and in case not all the decisions you take in your life can be according to a mode set up by some other people. Up till now, we still call our bed king size. Do you know where that came from? The king of England, who don't die hundreds of years ago. It was his bed that they were using a standard to call the king size bed. And now you are not a king. Your father is not a king. Your uncle is not a king. When you go and buy bed, they sit there, you can <laughs> Are you following me? This is how there are many things going on that we are just bound and we are fit, we, we just fit into that mold. Hallelujah. Turn it an end to darkness and search it out all perfection. The stones of darkness and the shadow of death. Now it's it's appearing as if you don't understand what the guy is saying. There is a vein for silver, a place for gold. Iron is molten out of the heart. They know this one. They said the flood breaketh out of the inhabitants. Even the water forgotten of food, they are dried up. They are gone away from men. That's five. Now it begins to talk. Verse five. Please be fast. I need you to be fast. As for the earth, out of it cometh bread. Under it as it turned up, as it were fire. Verse six. The stones of it are place, place of sapphire, and it had dust of gold. Next verse. There is a path. Now it's now talking deep. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, which the vulture's eyes had not seen. The lion's web have not trodden it, nor the fish lion, fish lion passed by it. He put forth his hand upon the rock. He overturns mountain by the roots. When this guy sees mountain, he just turns it by the roots. He cut out river from among rocks. There is something that comes on you that when you see rock, you can bring what out of rock. His eyes see it every precious thing. It is possible for you to get to a point where it is impossible to be deceived. In a contract, a person is lying. You look into his eye, you can tell that there's something wrong here. A guy is playing pranks without any physical evidence. You can tell that this is not the way to go. This deal will not end well. His eyes sees every precious thing. Now, now we are going to get to some deep things. In the film, uh, The Gods of Egypt, that uh, American film, when the brother became the king and they were making him king and they were doing rituals for him. Because if you want to understand certain deep things about life, you have to go into the beginning of civilization. And then they put a high here. They put something here. And they said that all seeing eyes, let it be impossible for him to be deceived. That means he can see true people. Most of the ancient kings who ruled the world had this thing. And that's what we're going to talk about, different levels of wisdom. Cordera, so there is the base limit for the wisdom of men. But real wisdom is spiritual, and there are two sources. The highest is the one that comes from God. Before the one that comes from God, there is also the one that comes from the devil. And we're going to talk about this. 
We are going to look principally at two guys, Solomon and Tyros, Ezekiel 28 and 1 Kings chapter 4, as two guys that will show us what wisdom can do, and we are talking about elevated type of wisdom. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Are you following me? He binded the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is hid, bringeth it forth to light. Wow. But where shall wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? Now look at this. Man knoweth not the price that neither is it found in the land of the living. That means this kind of wisdom he's talking about is not what you read in a book. He said it's not found in the land of the living. The basic one, the wisdom of this world, you can find it in a book. The more you read, the more you pay attention, the more you learn, the more you study, you'll be filled with the wisdom of this world. And wisdom of this world will, make, will earn you a measure of prosperity. You stand out. You know so many things. I say this and I say without apology. What many people don't know. Those who genuine, those who truly rule the world, they know more than basic wisdom. They write a book and put basic wisdom. You can read 48, 32 principles of sources 1,000 times. You will never be as rich as the writer of that book. It's because he wrote 32 principles. There's not telling you about the 33rd, which is the most important. I asked a guy, how many books have you read on marketing and everything? You read it inside down, inside down, inside out. You get a little more, a little better, a little richer, but it's like a rat race, endless race. Whether in the field of uh, uh, HR or whatever field, new books are coming out to read, but you cannot catch up with those who are writing these books. Many times when they tell you that several formulas, there are eight, they can't tell you the eighth one. It's not for general, it is deep. When you are initiated, you understand that there is the eighth one that controls all the seven. Are you following me? Yes, sir. That's why some of the morons who have talked before, people say jargons. I think on Wednesday I spoke about the meaning of the windows. There is no physical window in heaven. And the tithe that Christians practice is not the Old Testament tithe. It is the order of Abraham. Melchizedek did two things with Abraham. He gave Abraham bread and wine, communion. That's how we still do communion. And then he collected tithe from Abraham. To say that it's an Old Testament, it was, it became a thing of the law long after Abraham. Abraham never operated under the law. He was a man who operated by faith. He did. When I told one of them, I said, okay, Abraham only did the one. I said, no. How did Jacob know? The first time God spoke to Jacob, he said, if I come back, I will give you a tenth of everything. If he didn't, there was no record that Jacob lived with his grandpa Abraham. His own father was Isaac. His grandpa was Abraham. He never lived with Abraham. How did he know about tithes? It was handed over from generation. Those patriarchs never lived under the law. They were operating by faith. I learned something from them. There are so many half big preachers who just make noise and shout. And I don't even want to say anything much about, about that one. The loudest on them on Facebook, people pay tithes into his personal account, not even into church account, and he comes out to say rubbish. And people believe all these things because people are trying to get attention to themselves. I was telling you that one day, I felt sorry for a prophet who, you know, it's very easy to deceive the generation. You know, I called somebody and I saw the guy one day was preaching, you know, I, I, I don't want to describe, so I don't know the person I'm talking about. And he said, we are give offering. And he said, pour the offering on the altar. Who is hungry who has not eaten? They all of you come and be picking money. I said, this is what church offering. I said, this is deception. And we were sharing the video. Yeah, this is the church. And just a few weeks now, he's in court for fraud. You know, people don't know when some people are trying to God is not promoting, so you are trying to divert attention to yourself. 
you paint others black. If this one is Adeboye, this one is start talking. At the end, you advertise your book, and people can see that this is a game. You build followers on Facebook, run advert, do your program because we are talking about important people, and people can see. People are going, many people are going. This is why you have the Bible in your house that you might study by yourself. You don't go by what somebody says, you study the word of God for yourself. That's true. I don't share anything here that cannot be rooted in the word of God. We must, you don't believe anything because I am the one saying it. You have to believe only when it is found in the Bible. The day I thought on women when trust, I told all the people here that if what of if I was wrong, many of you just go to hell. Because you wear toilet, because you are in a church that wears toilet. You don't have, you don't know for yourself. So what about if I'm lying? All the ladies who are in trust are here, like my dummy here. So I took them through scriptures so that people can understand that it is not a word of a pastor, it is what the Bible teaches that you should follow, not the words of men. Enough tonight, if I see I say ladies wearing trousers to come here and defend why they are wearing it, many people cannot defend it. You are just in a church where they allow it. Supposing your church is wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some sisters are looking at me. <laughs> you should. You, I'm just saying that you should know from the word of God. Amen. It, it's so sweet when you know the word of God. When I was serving, the guy challenged me. And this book allowed him to talk very well. Ah, so usually my pattern is very simple. I asked the guy that, so where is it in the Bible? The woman must know where, what pertains to him. I said, yes, I like that scripture. Where is the scripture in the Bible? I have asked about seven guys in the past who challenged me. None of them will remember. I said, hey, Isha, dear. I will say, okay, let me help you out. There are me 22. Let me help you out. Many of you don't always know. Somebody just told you, but let me show you. So I read it. He was happy, yes. <laughs> but if he was a deep thinker, Somebody reminding you, <laughs> you want to argue with somebody and it's giving you more points to stand on before he talks at all. He's saying to you that you mentioned two points. Your points are very good, but they're actually five. Let me borrow you three more points. That should, you should just end the fight. You'll know that this guy is <laughs> like the game of chess. He has read all your moves. So I said, brother, can you just move two, two three verses up? And he saw a play where the Bible said, that must not wear a cloth made of two different materials. You must not dress wearing two different materials. I said, brother, your trouser is chinos and your shirt is china. He saw it for, his eyes popped out like this. He saw it for the first time. I said, no, it's, it's, it's the same chapter, the same chapter, the same law. I said, do not under the law, you should not eat pork. You should not even shave your beard. He was looking like this. I said, don't be a fool. Don't now say one is irrelevant, the rest are irrelevant. And I said, the Bible said that you must not sow two types of seed on your ground. That means mixed farming was forbidden for Israelites. So, to put embroidery on your clothes was wrong then. No two materials, one material. If you wear two materials, an abomination to the Lord. And everybody, you are wearing two materials. <laughs> so I said, and so what's in the case? James said that if you are guilty of one law, you are guilty of all the laws. Ah, he sat down. They think they eat him like thunderbolts. Sat down. Oh, wow. I said, go and tell your preacher, you have not been reading the Bible. If you have read this chapter yourself, you would have just seen this yourself. But see, people don't read the Bible. Hallelujah. And then I said, let's even move to the practical aspects. Who says trouser belongs to me? Can you wear a woman's trouser? Is there no difference in your eyes? Then you need glasses. 
Then I said, third one. Did anybody wear trousers in those days? Nobody. When Moses gave the law, they used to wear gown, free flow. Nobody. There was no trousers in those days. So to say trousers belongs to a man, it's not correct. When they wrote the law, there was no trousers. Have you seen the film, Ten Commandments? See all of them, the way they were dressed now. Nobody wore trousers. Jesus did not wear trousers. There was no trousers in those days. It was always a garment. <laughs> anyway, see, this little I've just touched now. So I've been this message and send me a message. They're angry. They don't know. It's, one of them said that they be, t- be taking them to hell. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this is just three, four, five minutes out of the message to something. But I'm going to be challenged by this. So I will watch this video and I'll start. The only thing they will not be able to say is that what you have said is not in the Bible. They won't say that. So what is your argument based upon? The doctrine of your church. Tell me that what I said is not in the Bible. And I will give up. You can't say that. So why are you arguing? Hallelujah. Okay. Ah, why did I talk about this? Amen. The devil says it's not in me. The sea says it's not with me. Next verse. Sorry, I have to take time to read this. I cannot, it cannot be valued with the gold of offering. That was the most expensive gold then. Or with precious stone or with sapphire. Next verse. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it. Verse 18. No mention made of Korah, pearl, no price of, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. Verse 19. Verse 20. These are great treasures. Where is then cometh wisdom? Where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of the living, kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction and death say, we have heard of the fame. Say, we, we've heard about that guy. Destruction and death. Say, we know this guy. Wow. How deep it is, is this thing. So, this is just an introduction. We are talking about wisdom of this world. But what I want to move to, and I will start that second service, is the spirit of wisdom. And I want to show you on both sides. From Satan and from God. Those who possess it, the fame and the influence they will have in this world will be unlimited. That's, this is what many people don't know. Most of the popular names in the world, if they are not rooted in God, they are rooted in someone, something else. Believe me, she said there's no middle ground. They might not tell you, I will not say the name. One of the best, when you talk about fashion, when you talk about um, clothing lines, one of the best. By myself, I was reading a story. She went to Egypt and they gave her a statue that she brought to America. She built a place of worship for in her factory and her business went Zoom. There is, so I'm going to start the second service. Why in Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9, the Bible said that Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom when Moses laid his hand. This is not obtainable by reading or by observation. This only comes by impartation. And when we look at the king of Cyrus and the prince of Tyre, you will know how Satan also can pass it to people. If you were here one time, I taught about what is called the Mimshak anointing. You remember? And I mentioned that it means the anointing to spread. When the Bible says about Satan, thou art the anointed cherub that covered it. That word covered it is like anointed Mishak. 
That is why when something is offered to Satan, it is very possible in no time it will spread across the world. And those who understand, they worship him very because it gives you the power of influence. It gives you mimshak anointing. Ever since there was, ever since he left heaven and he was dethroned, God does not call his giver for the gift of God that without repentance. The mimshak anointing has not been taken away from Lucifer, so the spreading anointing is still upon him. Politicians use people use, and that is why saints across the world have been at the defeating at the other end. Other people control the wealth, control the politics, control the economy, control the entertainment industry of the world. If believers will break up and take over this place, then we must meet what is called the spirit of wisdom. And believe me sincerely, I, I don't think 2% of the body of Christ have actually stepped into this. People are still struggling with ordinary wisdom. Wisdom to stay happy, happy in marriage, all those things. The first foundation of wisdom for Christians, the word of God is your wisdom. When Moses gave the Lord, he said, this is your wisdom. You meditate on what is your wisdom. But you see, there is the letter of the word. The Bible says, husband, love your wife. But there is also the spirit. Also, you have the gift of faith. But you also have the spirit of faith. When it is at the spirit level, it enters into you. And you begin to function in a way that you yourself will be a surprise to yourself. That's why I want to show you Solomon and... And I'm going to prove to you second side that Solomon was already wise before he had an encounter with God. But that was the basic wisdom. Because when David was dying, he told Solomon, two people that offended him. David was a very smart man. Shemel was cursing him when he was running away. Be careful what you do to a man when he's down. So Absalom took over the temple as his son and sat, and David was running away from his own son. And because he looked with that time, a king without his throne, and Entorah, they were following him, and Shimei saw him, and he began to curse him. He said, you are a cursed man. He abused him, because Shimei came from the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Saul. He said, now a guy who was supposed to be the king, Saul, as if David was the one that killed Saul. He said, but I know, Saul died, your hand was there. He said, now God is paying you back, your son. Those who are quick to say God is judging somebody when he's having a challenge, be careful. And Shimei started throwing dust at David. And Joab and the other guy told David that, let's waste this guy. David said, no, we are running away from our son. We don't know whether we will return. I don't want blood on my hand again. Let him curse us. He said, probably God will look at it and turn it to a blessing. Something happens when people say things about you and you refuse to defend yourself. Once you don't defend yourself, you will leave that path for God. That is what happens always. He is the defender of the defenseless. So when you assume a posture of the one that, defends, that cannot defend yourself, God comes in to defend you. When you speak back and defend yourself, you assume the position of the warrior. You fight for yourself. Did you get what I've just said? Praise the Lord. And of course, David came back. As soon as he came back, Shimei must have been an African man. Then he ran back when David won and came out. <laughs> he said, I didn't know what came over me that day. And he said, please swear to me you won't kill me. And David said, no problem. <laughs> You know, I've seen some crazy American films. They caught a man and said, he was begging the mafia boss, please, sir, please, please, don't kill me. Don't kill me. Promise you won't kill me. Promise you won't kill me. He said, okay, tell all the secrets. He said, if you promise you won't kill me, I will tell you the secret. So the man said, I should. He said, at least I didn't kill you. <laughs> so he said, please, please. So David said, no problem, go, go. But when David wanted to die, he told Solomon, he said, two guys, 
this my bodyguard, Joab, Joab, said Joab has been misbehaving and I was looking at him. Joab killed Abner and David had no hand in it. Abner was the chief of chief security of Saul. When Saul died, Abner came to see David and said, you know what? I am nothing against, nothing personal. I was protecting Saul and I have to do my job. David said, I'm a soldier so I understand. This is military. He said, I go in peace, I release you. Because Joab was threatened, insecurity. When he came back, he thought about it. Somebody just said that Abner just left now and the king allowed him to go. The king allowed him to go. The chief security of the former president, he left and nothing. He said, yes. What he thought was that the king will likely draft Abner into the army. And Abner was a senior. And that would mean that he said no. Then he left the palace, went after Abner and said that the king said, I should tell you something. And Abner just came and he killed Abner. And he pained David. He said, Abner died like a fool. He said, Abner, did he, he said, diet Abner as a fool. He said, they did not tie your hand and they killed you like chicken. You know, they were all soldiers. These are deep military language. They were just saying that, ah, as a general, another general called you and you two walk up to him, you did not defend yourself. He said, no, military men don't die like that. You should be wiser. No matter what you have said, Abner should have carried this arm and be, okay, let's talk. What are you saying? But he just went there. He said, come, come, my brother. And then he just died and he killed him like that. And when David heard, he cried. Because David could not deal with Joab. If David had punished Joab for what he did, the kingdom would have been divided. All soldiers were under Joab and Joab was in full control. Then next after that, when Absalom, it was Joab that was Absalom Pali. Absalom was using him to get to the king. We'll get to all this and we will talk about palace school one day. It will help you if you're a business, especially if you are the leader. You have to have a saying and you have to understand. When people play policy around you, your business strategy can be right. But you see, you can plot a graph. You can plot against earthquake, against, against this and that. What you cannot plot graph against is human beings. So in some countries, they are natural disaster. We have human disaster here. It's superior to national disaster. Natural disaster. Natural can be guided against. You can plan this and say, okay, if the earthquake comes this way, volcanic eruption is coming, everybody move this way. But human being can be beside them and be moving. Let's move, let's man, it's the one that will kill you. So human disaster is more terrible because human <laughs> because human behavior can be very unpredictable. I get what I'm saying. So David was looking at Joab. Joab was the one, Absalom, killed his brother for sleeping with his sister and he fled. And later Joab came to use time and David brought him back to Palabar. He said, I'm building him a house. Let's say this is Keja. Let him be living lucky. He's not going to live with us in the palace again. And David made the mistake. Now, I will say this one day. Forgiving people does not mean you should allow them back to your space. Some people will remain traitors forever. What to own them is to, what you owe them is to forgive them. I bought no ill feeling towards them. For instance, now, you will be very funny. If somebody steals your money, you might forgive and not report him to anybody, but you'll be a fool to put your money around where he is again. You know what I've just said? I have forgiven you does not mean I should be careless with money again around you. You can drive my car and bash it. I can forgive you, but I might not give you my key again. If I realize that it did not happen accidentally, you were driving carelessly. So there is a understanding that they cannot come into your space if you discover that. So David made that mistake. After two years, Joab, Absalom was staying outside. He sent Joab again. And they were, your son, let him come to the palace. He needed that proximity. He needed that closeness to betray his father. And he did that. 
And just like many Christians, people don't know. When I said that they are the, at the retreats. So it will, people will come to court. David will be inside. Absalom will stand. He was a very handsome guy. Be careful of charming people. He will stand outside. They want to bow, which was what they used to do in those days. Absalom said, don't bow, don't bow, don't bow. I'm not like my father. All this entire uh, following the king. No, no, me, I'm simple. You meet me directly. He will hold their hand and he will kiss them. What, why are you here? I say, ah, see all these people keen up to see my father. Why are people waiting to see one man? He said, if they make me king, yeah, everybody will get justice. My own kingdom will be the type that I'm accessible to everybody. I hear young boy talking about Baba Deba and people on Facebook. I don't know why men of God are working. When you hear those who talk like that, they are the real traitors. If power ever gets into their hand, they do more terrible things. Say, oh, no, no, I don't do this one. Me and everybody comes around me. I'm accessible. I'm this one. Really. If you are, keep quiet about it. You can choose to be different, but don't talk about other people. Immediately, all Israel started looking at Absalom. This guy is different from him. the father that will see in time, but he will bow. When we see the son, he will just give you high five. Say, we want him to be our king. And when he saw that he had gathered enough people, he rose against his own father. And of course, David loved Absalom. Who wouldn't like uh, love a, a very, very, very handsome guy? So the day David came back to there was a battle. Absalom made a great mistake. He went to fight the men of David in the wilderness. They were in that wilderness for 13 years. You were born in the palace eating chicken and pepper. I mean, an idiot. He shouldn't have done that. The men were in the wilderness for 13 solid years. David became king when he was 30. He king alive when he was 17. Those 13 years he was in the wilderness. So he immediately had trouble again. He went back. We'll talk about there are messages in all these things. When you are not hearing God again, go back to the first source. When the calamity struck at the palace, he went back to the wilderness. And Absalom came to fight him. He wanted to kill his own father. And the men of David, in no time, they were inside the woods. Absalom were just hitting their head against the wood. But these guys were there in the same wood for 13 years. So they finished them in no time. And David told Joab, before the soldier, he said, look, Joab. When they, were, when they gathered and he was about to release, okay, go and fight. He said, Joab, when you get there, for my sake, be kind to Absalom. He's still my son. Joab said, I've heard. And all the soldiers heard. Absalom was riding a moon and his head caught the tree and he was hanging. Somebody said that the heart refused him, the heaven rejected him. That's, that's always the end, of, the end of a traitor. He was hanging, dangling there. And the soldiers saw him. And he came to tell Joab, I have seen Absalom, he's hanging. And Joab said, you saw him and you did not kill him. And he said, but yeah, his father said, the king said that everybody heard when the king told you that you should deal kindly with him. And Joab said that if you had killed him, I would have rewarded you. I won't waste And he went there, looked at Absalom, and put three darts in his heart, and told men to surround him and to kill him. He was killed in a brutal way. And when they got back to power, the Bible said David started crying, Oh, Absalom, my son. He knew Joab did it, but he didn't say anything. There are some challenges that, some people that you don't deal with until you get to a certain level. There are battles that you should leave and not fight now because your capacity can't carry now. We're talking about that another day. Did you get that? So David saw it. He cried. He broke down. He looked at Joab and I begged you. But he didn't say anything. So when he wanted to die, he told Solomon that two people, Shemen that was cursing me, and he said, Joab, make sure none of them die peacefully. He said, I know you are a wise man and you know what to do. And Solomon called Shemen. Shemen come. He came to the palace. He said, I want you to promise that you will not travel for two years. 
When Solomon called, he was already afraid. He thought Solomon was going to kill Daniel. When he said, I should not try for Is that all? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Within one year, two of his servants disappeared. They went to another country. And he went to look for them. I'm sure Solomon told those servants to run away. And when he came back, Solomon just said, that, Ah, come, come. Didn't you swear that you will not travel for two years? He said, I, I, I swore upon my servants. He now told him, He said, You. <laughs> he said, Now, nah, you, you deserve to die now. He said, But you know what? Let's tell you the truth. We are not killing you because of your servants. He said, I remember what you did to my father. You were causing my father. He told the body, You are wasting. Then Joab ran into the temple and he held the horn. In those days, doing that, you must not kill anybody in the temple. Solomon said, I tell him to come out. He said, no, except I die here. Solomon said, did he say with his mother I would die there? Let him die there. <laughs> Interesting Bible story, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, the more you know all these things, the more you know why different people are in your life. Everybody is not looking for the same thing. The more successful you are, the more you will have Absalom in your life that you love so much, but it's not the same from Absalom angle. You will have a Joab. Joab was the commander that never lost a single battle. You might have somebody very industrious, very good, working for you, yet working for another agenda. Yeah, you always have. Then you will have Aitofel. I'm going to speak a little about Aitofel, the wisest man in David's uh, circle. Aitofel really joined Absalom. And when you read very well, according to what I read, Bathsheba, the lady that David slept with, whose husband David killed Uriah, has been said to be Aitofel's son-in-law or daughter-in-law, something like that. Aitofel was angry when David killed Uriah and he kept quiet. There are people who are around you, but they resent you. And Aitofel was waiting for an opportunity. The counsel he gave, if Absalom followed that counsel, they would have killed David that night. And the Bible said that to inquire for Aitofel was like hearing from God. If Aitofel should tell you to do something, it will be almost equal to God telling you to do it. That was another level of wisdom. And immediately Absalom became king, he also called Aitofel, please tell me what to do. And he told him, but somebody can't tell what he said. And Aitofel too went to hang himself. That was how he died. So you are going to have Job around you. You are going to have Aitofel around you. You are going to have um, Absalom around you. Then you also have a Solomon around you. The more successful you be, especially if you are a leader, the more all these faces will show around you. And the ability to deal with all of them will actually determine how you deal with them, how lasting your success will be. Once I see you, all these people will be around you. It is true. Every governor, every top person. I actually asked myself when I started at the beginning, why am I saying all these stories? Is it because I am looking at those who will reign by wisdom? All of you, say amen. And as you reign, you will be a blessing to this world. What God gave to our grandpa Abraham, through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Even we occupy only a space that good will not occupy. So the more all of you rise, the more you take over different fields, the more we're able to shine the light of Jesus there, and the more we're able to redirect men's hearts and rewrite the protocols of getting into those places. That is not by bribing men all these things, it is by. The day we have 40, 50, 60 senators who are spirit-filled, who genuinely love God, and who are not there for money, you begin to see certain changes. 
the day we have all judges who are spirit-filled, who are believers, that's how they oppose the one that wanted to be a judge in America for not being a leftist and everything. The day we have judges who will stand, then a lot will change. Yeah. Judges, if they are enough in America, can actually turn it back. There are no abortion. They can. The day we have people rising and we need all these things. People look at the seat of the president, but they don't look at all other things surrounding him. Yeah. There are people listening to me now that by divine arrangement, you will never be the leader. But God will put you in a place where leaders will never make a decision without you. Yes, Daniel was not the king. You will always have people like that. And you have to prepare for all these things. This is why there is no Christian anywhere who should not be a man or woman of prayer. And to those who say they want to go into politics, what has been the body of Christ for many years, those who go into politics are the unserious Christians. You, in the church, we are dealing with saints, many people. Outside there, you are dealing with people who are diabolical, who are devilish. The temptation is high. And you want to go inside there, you are not rooted in Christ. It is true. You see, if God elevates you so much, and you get to the time that Microsoft is calling you for a board meeting and all those things, then you will realize that the first thing that will start happening, there will be an attack against your faith. Not by them necessarily. See, success, when you get to this universal level across the world, that's why there are no, not too many Christians there. Some of the people who are there were once church people. It is so thick there. Because there is someone called the God of this world. And he tries to say that you cannot come to my arena and take over. The leading TV stations, news stations in the world are not hiding the fact that they are anti-Christian ethics and values. There is someone behind all these things. And when you are coming, the God of this world will ask you, that, where are you coming from? You want to redefine Hollywood and everything in Nigeria? Think again. Think again. Then you understand that you will have things to face. Because there are values that are against the values of the kingdom. And they will, you will be opposed. Not that the people there are evil, but there is a system. You are fighting a system as one man. You can be endowed so much with wisdom that you have a studio bigger than all of them put together. At that time, nobody can control you. This was Satan is always afraid of saints having money. The Bible says money is a defense. It is true. It is true. You see, if some of you listening to me, if you have as much as $100 billion, not Naira, there's practically no state you cannot win. As it is in Nigeria, if you don't give the poor money to eat, you cannot win an election. You can choose to give and not, co and not collect because you don't need it. But that you'll be speaking grammar that will build this school, will build the hospital, it's not going anywhere. The people you are dealing with think for about the next meal. Meal. I have seen a friend of mine who was a PA to a governor who will go to his state and be giving them food. They will call him from Lagos. My son is sick. He will go there, call a doctor, and he will do all that. When it was election time, they boned him and they told him. The ballet of his state had told him that what have you given us that we should vote for you? He stood there and he said that. Do you know how many times I treated your son? He said, I know. He put three coastal buses there. He said, nobody will enter that bus if you don't give us 5,000 naira and a plate of rice. You give two five as we enter, two five as we come back. Because that is the level many people are. Let's rise. Let me stop here. Before I take... <laughs> Hallelujah. Is someone blessed today? Let's stop here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to get... I'll just continue second service. Amen. Lift up your hands and just bless the name of the Lord. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom. 
thank you for the spirit of wisdom. I'm not, I'm not sharing on that's where we are going to, but just thank you for it. Thank him for it. Thank you for it. Give him praise. Just worship him. Hallelujah. By the time we are through with this, I believe that there are people just like what happened to Joshua. Moses laid his hand on him and something entered into him. Yeah. I'm going to read to you about Bezalel and all those people in the Bible that God said that I have filled them with the spirit of wisdom to be able to do a particular craft. If your craft will stand out, it is needed. Spirit of wisdom. You are so prudent. Answers that are not common are not obtainable in this realm. People listen to you in the office and they can tell that this is from a source that we cannot verify. This is deep. This is something else. It's available. Multifaceted wisdom of God. It will bring prosperity and power on their news. Wisdom. Whatever field, whatever area, inventions coming from you, strange things. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You look at something you see beyond what others are seeing. You just see 10 other ways of doing it that nobody has seen before. And you're like, okay, why don't you just do it this way? Do you teach people supernatural wisdom that will come on you and students can't possibly fail anytime they listen to you until it becomes known to everybody in the entire area where you are that when you teach somebody, they pass. They, no matter what, you teach them once, they get it right straight away. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. Help us to be doers. Help us to keep your word. Father, we pray that you help us to walk in this truth. As you take us step by step, we open up our hearts to you. It is you that walks in us both to will and to do. All praise to your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.